Mother's Day once again. Uh, my name is Mark Schuler. I'm the pastor of Adult Ministries here at Harvest, and uh, privileged to be able to open up God's Word with you today and to be able to share. And I thought it'd be fitting to start with this on this Mother's Day. Uh, moms hear everything, don't they? Moms hear everything, whether it's a, a cry in the middle of the night, uh, whether it's uh, your kids playing in the room next to you. Uh, some of you right now can hear your kids all the way down in the children's ministry. I don't know how you do it, but moms are amazing in that way. And I can remember uh, many mornings where Stacy would look over to me and say, uh, did you hear the kids in the middle of the night last night? Uh, no, I did not. Sorry about that. I know you did. But uh, moms hear everything. But listen now. Moms may hear everything, but there's someone whose ear is even more attentive than even that of a mom's, and that's God's. God, our Father, loves to hear the voice of his children, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about prayer today, and so we're going to look at uh, one verse out of Ephesians 6, 18, one verse, and uh, see what God has to say to us today about Prayer. So go ahead and turn there now. Go to Ephesians 6, verse 18. And if you're taking notes here, the first point uh, on your notes is this. Pray all the time. Pray all the time. Let me read this verse to us. It says, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Okay, so we are right in the middle here of a sentence, aren't we, in verse 18 as we jump in? And this sentence falls right at the end of the section of the armor of God in Ephesians 6. Paul just got through instructing the church at Ephesus to stand firm in the Lord, to, to do battle and to wage war against the enemies of darkness by putting on the full armor of God. And after he lists all these pieces of the armor, he now, in verse 18, he brings in the theme of prayer. You see, each, each piece of armor is to be put on and lived out in prayer. Right? Prayer uh, permeates through all that we do. It's why he flows into verse 18 now, flowing through the same thought, saying this now, praying at all times in the Spirit. Praying at all times. And if I could have you jump back and take a look again at verse 18, I, I want to show you something here. We see the word all used four times just in this one verse. And I think this is pretty cool the way he says it. He says in verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints. The prayer to which Paul calls us to here as Christians is an all-out commitment to prayer. Right? It is an all-out commitment. We are to pray all the time, it says. And this theme here, guys, of praying uh, all the time or praying always is seen throughout the whole Bible. In fact, the, uh, the Bible uses the word pray or prayer, or praying more than 300 times. 
That doesn't even count the times where it says to cry out to the Lord or call unto me. You know, the Apostle Paul here, who wrote a majority of the New Testament, uh, he uses the word uh, pray or prayer more than 40 times in his letters. Uh, uh, Prayer is an absolute vital theme in almost every letter that he wrote. I mean, just in Ephesians, if I could just talk about this letter here that we're looking at today, he starts the letter out in chapter 1, verse 16, by saying this. He said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Right, so he starts that way in chapter 1, and then he goes on in chapter 3 to give them an example. He actually models prayer for them. In chapter 3, verses 14 to 21, I want to read that to you. He says this now, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Those are some incredible things that he has on his prayer list for them, don't you think? What an incredible model that he gives. And so we see it in chapter 1, this theme of prayer, right? uh, Chapter 1, verse 16, then flowing into a model of prayer in chapter 3. And then now, as he uh, begins to start to close the letter here in chapter 6, he goes back to that in verse 18 and says, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And so as I've heard it said, Ephesians in chapter 1, it starts in the heavens, Listen, and it ends on our knees. And prayer is modeled throughout and instructed throughout this letter. Church, we're to pray all the time. We are to have an all-out commitment to prayer. I want you to think about something here before I move on. I want you to think about this. Think of all of the biblical examples that we have of those who have gone before us who modeled this commitment of prayer. I mean, think about even uh, Abraham, right? Abraham was a man of prayer. And and we see even in in one section in Genesis where he prays for Lot, right? He calls on God, praying for Lot. And Moses prayed. Throughout Moses' leadership, we see him interceding for Israel, right, as he takes them through the wilderness. Or Daniel, Daniel, it says that he uh, three times a day in Daniel 6.10 He got down on his knees, and he prayed, and he gave thanks to God. David, a man after God's own heart, David in Psalm 55, 17, he said this. He said, evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. We know the apostles prayed. 
Right? As we work through the book of Acts, you see them praying in the upper room. You see them praying when persecution came into their life. You see them praying for a bold witness to be able to share Jesus Christ the Lord. We see the early church coming together, them gathering and praying. They prayed uh, privately. They prayed corporately together. And of course, our greatest example of prayer is Jesus Christ, our Savior. I wrote this down. He prayed in the wilderness. He prayed on a mountain. He prayed in a garden. He prayed on a cross. He, he prayed early in the day. He prayed late at night. He prayed with no one around. He prayed with everybody around him. Jesus is the ultimate example of a life that's marked by prayer. And so listen, this all-out commitment to, to prayer is seen in the Old Testament. It's seen in the New Testament. We are to pray all the time, to have an all-out commitment to prayer in our lives. If that, guys, if that is the command given to us in the Scripture, and if that is the invitation given to us by our loving God who desires us to talk to Him, and if that, that is the pattern of the life that we see of those who went before us in the faith, then we cannot neglect this priority either. If Jesus taught us to pray, if the early church practiced prayer, they did not neglect it, but they knew the urgency, listen now, of throwing themselves on to God continually, constant communication with their God, we must also, right? Prayer is vitally important. It's why the Bible instructs us throughout to continue in prayer. And I want you to think of it this, like, what an awesome opportunity. What an awesome, close, intimate, relational opportunity God gives to us when he invites us to call on him and to pray. He, he delights to hear from you. He wants to hear your voice. It, it would just be the enemy that would say to you, don't call on to God. God doesn't hear you. He wants us to talk to him. And ultimately, he says this then, it's your move. It's your move. Come, call upon me. I will show you great and mighty things. And I can remember back in 2004, it was a difficult time of life, just a lot of things happening in my life. It was, it was challenging. And I remember there was a situation that came up that I felt like I was forced to make a decision in too fast. All right, you ever been there? It's like, I, I want more time. I need more time. I don't have enough time to make this decision. And just felt overwhelmed by it. So I was talking to a guy that was discipling me at the time and just kind of just unburdening my soul. And I remember saying these words to him. I remember saying, it's just too much. Like, I, I don't even have time to pray about this. And I remember he turned to me and he said, just so lovingly, he said, Mark, no, no, no. That's all you have time to do is pray about this. And that's perspective. And ultimately, he was giving me the counsel of Ephesians 6, 18, and all throughout, to pray continually, Mark, to pray without ceasing, to pray at all times, to call upon God, to have an all-out commitment to prayer. It was Charles Spurgeon that said, we, we pray at every touch and at every turn. 
praying at all times, and then it says in the Spirit, meaning empowered by the Holy Spirit, walking in step with the Spirit, filled by the Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, faithful to God, faithful to God's Word, we pray at all times. Church, there's never a time that we don't need to pray. And here's the awesome thing. There's never a time that God doesn't hear you if you have put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God does hear you. God calls you to call upon him. And so we get this awesome privilege and we get this awesome opportunity to pray all the time. To pray all the time. And I want you to think about it like this. If God is always present in your life, then you can live your life in constant communication with him. Right? That's such an awesome thing to think about. If God is always here and always present, then you can always live your life in constant communication with the God who hears. Pray all the time. Pray all the time, Paul is saying. Let's move on to point number two. We are to pray all the time. Here's point number two. We're to pray in all ways. We're to pray in all ways. So he says it like this. He says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. You see there, with all prayer and supplication. So the idea here when he says with all prayer and supplication is this. If we pray all the time, then the various situations that we encounter will demand a variety of prayer. And so if you just look at this statement where it says, uh, with all prayer and supplication, the, the word prayer there has the idea of uh, general requests before God. Okay, and the word supplication has the idea of, this refers to more specific requests before God. Okay, so the idea of put, putting these two together then, it's stressing the point that we're to pray with all kinds of prayer. All kinds. We're to be praying at all times and in all ways. Uh, think of it like this. It's a variety of prayer linked to a variety of life's circumstances. Okay, it's a variety of prayer linked to a variety of life's circumstances. We pray all kinds of prayers in our life to God. For example, uh, we pray prayers of confession. We confess our sin to God. We, we pray prayers of thanksgiving where we just, we just pause and just thank God for who he is, for what he's done, for what he's given to us. We pray prayers of intercession. When someone calls you and says, please, can you pray for me today? We pray prayers of intercession for that person. We pray prayers of praise where we just adore God and we call out to God. God, you are forgiving. God, you are merciful. God, you are gracious. God, you are sovereign. We pray prayers of supplication, prayers of general requests, prayers of specific requests. We pray uh, deliberately and at times spontaneously. We pray sitting, we pray standing, we pray kneeling, we pray lying down, we pray uh, when we're falling apart, right? Uh, we, we pray uh, silent prayers, we pray uh, small whispers, and we pray loud cries unto God, oh God, hear me. We pray all kinds of prayers. We pray wherever we are and in whatever situation that we're in. And Jesus, again, is the perfect model. We see throughout the Gospels that he prayed prayers of praise and thanksgiving and intercession 
and supplication. We're to pray with a variety of prayer all the time throughout all of life. And uh, I like the way that uh, one commentator said it as I studied this week. He said, for the faithful, spirit-filled Christian, every place becomes a place of prayer. I love that. Every place becomes a place of prayer. I don't know about you, where you like to pray. I like to go outside and I like to walk, find like a quiet street or an empty parking lot and just to pray out loud, just to call out to God free from distraction. Maybe, maybe you like to pray in the car or at your office or in your room or wherever, but the idea is that we are to pray all the time and pray in a variety of ways wherever we are. The instruction is simply to pray all the time in the Spirit and in all ways. And Paul makes the same point in a number of his letters. In fact, Philippians 4.6 is probably very familiar to you. And Paul says in Philippians 4.6, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so you see it there again. Don't be anxious, but pray in everything and do that, what, in all kinds of prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and your request, let them be made known to God. Uh, Paul, instructing Timothy as well as a young pastor, says in 1 Timothy 2, 1, he says, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. And so there it is again. Uh, very, very clear. We pray at all times and in all ways. And so I want to give you just some practical things here uh, that you can walk out of here with today with just some examples. And one of the things that I want to encourage you to do um, this week, this month, is this, to pray Scripture. I want to encourage you to pray the Scriptures. And you can be sure that you are praying God's will when you are praying the Scriptures, and, and when you know you're praying God's will, you can pray with absolute confidence. And so the idea here is this, uh, read the Bible regularly and understand the Bible rightly and then pray the Bible confidently. So read the Bible regularly and understand the Bible then rightly and then pray the Bible confidently. And so this month, I want to give you some verses here to pray and to encourage you uh, to call out to God with. And these verses are uh, coming from the New Testament. These are some of Paul's prayers that we see in Scripture. And so if you just write these down here, and then you can look them up uh, this week and pray over them. But write down Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. I mentioned that earlier in the beginning of Ephesians. But write down Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. The other one would be Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. That's the one I read for you earlier. Paul's a prayer to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. And Philippians 1, 9 to 11 would be the other one. Philippians 1, 9 to 11. Paul's prayer there to the church of Philippi. And then Colossians 1, 9 to 12 would be the last one I want to give to you. Colossians 1, 9 through 12. So praying scripture, opening up your Bible and reading through it, understanding it, and then praying it confidently for yourself or for somebody else, praying the scriptures this week. 
The other thing I want to encourage you to do, I said I was going to give you a couple examples here. I want to give you some variety of things to do to freshen up, to spark up your prayer life. And I got these ideas from a dear friend of mine. And uh, one of the things that he says that he does uh, with, his, uh, with his prayer life is he gets a Rolodex kind of like this. And he fills it with pictures and even cards, four by six cards with things written on them. And he begins to pray each day for the things that are on uh, the Rolodex. So, for example, maybe you put a picture of your family like I did. And maybe that day you pray for your family. And then the next day you get up in the morning and you flip it. And I put my kids in there. Maybe you pray for your kids. Okay, you pray for them throughout the day. Uh, the next time you flip it, and maybe it's, it's uh, you know, grandparents, moms and dads, aunts and uncles, extended family as an idea. All right, more pictures, nieces, nephews, maybe praying for a cousins, people in your family, or it could be, here's just a picture of a friend of mine, and so you could just put uh, different friends in, uh, in this Rolodex and begin to pray for them. The other thing is, you don't always have to just have a picture. One of the things that he does is he just writes things out on a card to remember to pray. So again, just getting creative in our prayer life. So here, just pray for my neighborhood. Right, praying for the people in my community, or maybe it's praying for the local schools, for administrators, for teachers, for students, but that day you were going to commit to praying for uh, those in the local uh, community there in the schools, or praying for political leaders locally and nationally, all right? uh, praying through the fruit of the Holy Spirit for yourself or for somebody that they'd be filled with the Spirit of God praying for a deeper hunger for God and his word. And then finally, I just wrote praying for Haiti, you know, praying for those churches uh, internationally that God would move powerfully. And so just an idea, you could use a family a photo album, you could use really anything there, but the idea is a Rolodex. The other thing I wanted to encourage you to do is uh, one of the things that he does as well, as I was talking to my friend, is he uh, takes a prayer walk and he walks throughout his neighborhood and he'll just on the sidewalk you just stop before a house, and he'll just very briefly just pray, even if he doesn't know the people, he'll just pray for the people in that home. And so praying for their salvation, praying for an opportunity to share the gospel with them, praying for a deeper relationship with them, to get to know them, whatever it might be. But just kind of moving throughout, taking a walk, spending that time with God, calling out to God for those who are around you, and in that way kind of blooming where you're planted and seeing how God would use you. So the idea then is praying uh, all the time with all varieties of prayer, okay? Maybe you have some other ideas that you'd like to include, but the idea is this. Pray all the time with all varieties of prayer for all different types of situations. And listen now, I wrote this down. I just want you to hear this. As God invites us to pray, like God just put this on my heart to, uh, this week, and it was this, the almighty God of the universe Hear me now. The one who was and is and is to come. The God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The all-present, the all-loving, the all-powerful, the all-wise, merciful, gracious creator of the ends of the universe. Listen, the one who spoke and it came to be says this. This is incredible. Speak to me. The God who spoke and everything was says I want to hear from you. Me, in the vastness of all that this is, he wants to hear from me. 
And he wants to hear from you. And he delights in that. He wants you to talk to him. He's waiting and he will answer you. He says, call upon me. He says, ask and seek and knock. Pray at all times. God Almighty wants to hear from me. And he wants to hear from you. And he says, I will answer you. Now, what a privilege. What a comfort. What a God. Call out to him today. Today. Tim Keller said it kind of like this. He said, the heart of prayer is not just getting things from God, but getting God. It's not just calling out and getting things from God. It's getting God. Call upon him today. Prayer is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to us as his own. Listen, take hold of it. Take hold of the gift today. Call out to God. Just talk to him. Just communicate with him. Call out to God. Pray at all times, in the spirit, in all ways. Point number three now as we keep moving here. Pray with all persistence. Pray with all persistence. Look at verse 18 again. Praying at all times, in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, he says now, keep alert with all perseverance. Okay, so keep alert now with all perseverance. We're to keep alert with all perseverance. We're to be watchful and persistent in our praying. You know, the phrase, uh, watch and pray, occurs often in the Bible. And that's kind of the idea that Paul's stressing here, uh, to keep alert, to, to be watchful, to, to not take a nap spiritually, right? To, to be on guard, because we have enemies like this world and our own flesh and the devil. And so he's like, maintain a watchful sensitivity in this world as you pray all the time. Be alert as you pray at all times and in all ways. I was reading this week, it's an interesting story that the early American cowboys took drastic measures to keep alert as they traveled. So while while they were guarding their cattle at night, uh, they would actually rub tobacco juice in their eyes to make them sting a little bit. And uh, they did that so that they would stay alert when they were sleepy or sluggish. And so I was thinking, now, I'm... uh, I'm not saying to you (laughs) to put hot sauce or something in your eyes. I'm not saying, no, I'm not doing that. But I'm not saying that, but I am saying this. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, be on guard. Be alert. Maintain a watchful sensitivity. Don't go to sleep spiritually. Stay on guard whatever it takes. We are to keep alert as we pray at all times and in all ways. And now Paul says it like this. We're to pray with all perseverance as we do that. We are to endure. We are to pray with all perseverance. We are to be persistent in our prayer life. We are to keep alert with all perseverance. It just means this very simply, to to stick it out and not give up. Okay, To, to endure, to stick it out and to not give up. The theme of persevering in prayer is woven throughout in the Bible as well. In fact, Paul says it like this in Colossians 4.2. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer, 
Continue steadfastly. Some of your translations may say devote yourself to prayer. Same idea. Be constant. Be persistent. Keep going. Don't quit. Stick it out. Be persistent in prayer. Same idea here in Ephesians 6. To bring everything in our lives at all times before God. So I thought of a few other scriptures I wanted to share with you as it relates to that idea. Psalm 123, 2. Our eyes look to the Lord our God until he is gracious to us. You see the persistence. Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest and give him no rest. Right? So this constant calling out to God. We know in the parables of Luke 11 and Luke 18, Jesus calls us to persevere in prayer. It says in Luke 18, 1, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart, right? And not give up. And I love what it says one more. I love 1 Peter 5, 7. It says this casting, that's continuous now, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you, right? Just continually casting all your concerns, all of your burdens, all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. Now, I just want to pause here and encourage you with this truth. This is incredible. This is an incredible invitation to take all that concerns you, all your anxieties, all of your burdens, everything. He's saying everything as it relates to your anxieties, take them, right, and toss them onto me. Cast them onto me, all that concerns me on to him. And what's that if that's not a heartfelt uh, uh, cry of prayer? To surrender all of our lives, all of our concerns to God Almighty, to cast all that concerns me onto him. This is so awesome of God. This is so loving, and God is so able to carry your burdens, whatever they are. And just so you know, the the meaning of this word cast as it brings this to light, the meaning of the word cast here when he says casting all your anxieties onto him is not the idea where like to gently move something like let me just move my glasses over to the side of the paper so I can get at my Bible. That's not it. The idea of casting here, casting all your anxieties on him, the idea here is to, to hurl, to toss, to throw, right? To, to Chuck it, to hurl it. It's the idea of like when my kids come home on Wednesday nights from Awana and they got that Awana bag in their hand and they come running through the house and into the family room where I may be and they come running in and they just throw this bag across the room onto the couch, right? It's like, hey, Dad, woo, boom, and they throw this thing. They, they toss their bag across the room. This is what God is saying to us. Take all that concerns you, church, and toss it, hurl it, cast it upon him. Now that is a personal and a powerful invitation by God to us to pray, to talk to him. Listen, to fall at his feet and place all of your lives in his hands, to place all of your burdens on his shoulders, to, to place all of your words in his ears. Why? Four words, it tells us. Because he cares for you. 
cast it all onto me, God says. Why? Because he cares for you. And if you doubt it, just look to the cross. It's the ultimate expression of it. Praying with all perseverance, persisting in prayer. Don't quit. Cast all your cares on him over and over and over again. Pray with all persistence. All through the scriptures we have this instruction to persevere in prayer. God has written a book and and he has hammered this nail throughout. Persist. Persevere. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Keep calling out to me. Pray with all persistence. Pray at all times in the spirit, in all ways, with all persistence until God answers you or the Holy Spirit stops you by convincing you that the request is not his will for you. Pray all the time. Simple question. How you doing with that? Is there something God is asking you to cast on him again? Is there something that the Holy Spirit right now is leading you to to begin to pray about or to start praying about again, to persevere in? I'm just going to leave that there. Let God work as he moves and brings to mind what it might be. Pray all the time. In all ways, with all persistence, here's the final thing now. Pray for all the saints. Pray for all the saints. Again, so much here in one verse about prayer. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Making supplication for all the saints. Now, a saint here is... Not a special title for a special person that's done special things for the kingdom of God. Uh, The idea here of saint is the Bible calls born-again believers saints. And so Paul is stressing this is to pray for the saints. Pray for those who are also in the family of God with you. Pray for one another. The emphasis is to pray for other Christians. Even Paul himself, as you keep going, you see in verse 19, he invites them and asks them if they would pray for him. Okay, so we see many examples throughout the Bible of this, of people praying for one another. I mean, even Jesus Christ, as he began to face the cross, heading on that journey of death, he spent that time with his closest companions, and he says to them, you know, keep keep watch with me and pray. I think it's interesting, at the end of the book of Job, his friends that were very hurtful to him, the end of the book in Job 42, 10, it says, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. Think about in Acts chapter 12, and Peter's in prison, and I love what it says in Acts 12, it says, so Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. And it's such a great thing. Look, the, the best thing that you can do for me and the best thing that I could do for you is pray. It, it, it is not a last resort, it's our first and our greatest priority to pray for one another. And, and none of us individually could, could pray for every circumstance, every need, or every spiritual provision. But listen, if all of us pray, if all of us individually begin to pray, we can cover many, many, many 
people together, right? As one church to the glory of God. Pray all the time, in all ways, with all persistence, for all the saints, to God be the glory. My desire here is that God would give us, right, a a fresh motivation and encouragement and faith and joy as we seek Him in prayer.